liberal, unscientific fantasies are like rats eating away at your brain. If not gnawing at your intelligence, they are feasting on your fears, your compassion, and your common sense. I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Bender and other Patriot guests. We're venting our frustration on the psycho babble of the leftists who want us to believe in climate change, abortion, gender fluidity, evolution, and that somehow men can give birth to babies. The woke wants to control our Patriot thoughts and brains. We're not giving it to them. Well, welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm your host, Martin Moyer. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Bender of the Patriot Church, Alec Rooney, who's the news editor of Christian Action Network, Michael Moyer, our producer, and in Columbus, Ohio, is David Carroll, who's also the chairman of Christian Action Network. Uh, Thank you all for joining us and listening and viewing our podcast today. So today's podcast is called The Bible and Common Sense versus the Unscientific Fantasies of the Liberal Left. So I got five of them. You guys may have more. You may disagree with the five that I have listed, but here are my top five fantasies. Evolution, sex being assigned at birth, climate change, a fetus is not a human, and that men can have babies. So of the ones I just mentioned, Pastor Bender, which of these do you think is the biggest fantasy of them all? Well, that's a tough uh, question. Those are pretty spot on, though, Marty. I I like your top five. Uh, You know, the the last one you mentioned, men can be pregnant. That that just is is mind-boggling to me, and I have that image of that new Netflix, I don't know if it's a movie or documentary, with a woman holding a pregnant man behind him. And uh, that's just, that, that's a crazy, crazy liberal fantasy. Leave yeah, it, it is. to Netflix to come up with that. Yeah, just unbelievable that, that somebody would, would think of a, a man being, having the ability to be pregnant. All right, hey, David Carroll, out there in Columbus, Ohio, which one is your top favorite fantasy of the liberal left? I'm sorry, it's got to be the same one about men having babies. Uh, or, or, or in or on a related one, sex being assigned at birth. Sex is not assigned by anybody at birth. If it's assigned by anybody, it's assigned by God at the moment of conception. Because they can tell in the womb whether a child is male or female. So sex is being assigned at birth is just a weird construct to me. Hey, Alec, how about you? Every, every single cell in your body says that you are male or female. And so it's your, it says that you are either X, XY chromosomes or XX chromosomes. But uh, climate change on that list really st- sticks out at me because it's this, this sort of uh, uh, boogeyman that's being held up to all of us. And I can remember back in the 70s when I was a little kid, that the coming ice age was the thing that was everyone was scared of. Time magazine, big glaciers advancing over American cities because the because the world is cooling. And now it's melting. And now it's the opposite. <laughs> hey, and, Michael. And, and by some coincidence, the way to stop it is by higher taxation and ending capitalism and ending our way of life. 
What's top on your list, Michael? Uh, top on my list has to be the fact that they think that uh, uh, life does not begin at conception. Uh, the idea that uh, you could be pregnant and not have a life growing inside you is just insane. It's It defies logic, and it's completely, completely wrong. I mean, you if you are pregnant, you have a life growing inside you. You, you now have a human growing inside you, no matter what stage it is, no matter how old it is, right? As soon as you have conceived a child, you are now pregnant with a human baby inside you. It, there's no arguing it. I mean, because you're not pregnant if you don't have a baby inside you. The reason why I came up with this uh, list today was uh, a few days ago, I was thinking, you know, uh, Michael, uh, his wife is pregnant. Uh, she did have twins. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, but one miscarriage, and she's still thank to God, thank to God that uh, one baby is still alive. Absolutely, and I got to thinking about that. A little baby boy, by the way. Yes, congratulations! Right. Congrats, Michael. That's awesome. <laughs> thank you. Uh, as guys, I, he hasn't been born. How can it be assigned? Right, the I, I assigned it. As what if the doctor makes the a pecker? mistake? <laughs> no, no the. The, uh, the 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 nurse uh, that gave us uh, the sonogram results uh, uh, sh- showed me proof, and she agreed completely that he is a boy. <laughs> there was evidence, ample evidence. And you won't be painting the nursery <laughs> pink just to no. take away his preconceptions of male, And you won't male. allow him to change his gender, right, or choose his gender when he comes out. No, he's, his, his gender has been chosen for him. It is a fact. It's just the way it is. Good. He's going to have to deal with it. So I was thinking about that pregnancy, and, you know, it just dawned on me that, you know, we as guys have no concept of what it's like for a woman to carry a baby. And, you know, what, would we be able to handle it? Something growing inside of us, getting sick all the time? Uh, having to go to the doctor and waiting for that eventual day that uh, you something's going to come out of a cavity out of your body. It just scares the <laughs> heck out of me. Knowing it's coming, that. but not knowing what that's going to be like. Yeah. That would be very, that's a tough uh, thing. But oh, I know what we, it's like when I'm constipated, and that scares the heck out of me. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I am absolutely certain that I could not handle a baby. All right. Women have that, uh, that, that job and i'm very grateful for it and <laughs> respectful of women for that and we role. support them in every every way we can and even Absolutely. when you're constipated you don't have to wait nine months michael so <laughs> right. praise the lord for that well i've, I've been very constipated sometimes <laughs> yeah, okay. no, well, not we can months. we can have a talk okay. after tmi the show. right and it's not going to cost you twenty twenty five thousand dollars uh to have the baby and then or to relieve yourself of constipation well, it depends what he ate yeah <laughs> <laughs> Either way, uh, I know that going through horrible stomach aches, that uh, having a, a child come out of you is going to be so much worse than that, that uh, it makes my petty complaints seem ridiculous in comparison. Well, as I got to thinking about it, I thought, what a remarkable thing that God was able to create, that a woman can carry a baby, have a baby grow in her. And uh, how I thought that was just another great piece of evidence that slams evolution as being a very unscientific theory and that it takes a great 
incredible imagination to go down that line uh, if you just look at that alone. But there's so many other things out there to look at that we have to examine and go, how could any of this come about? How about your lungs? How about your eyeballs? You know, how about the teeth? How about your tongue? Knowing to get out of the way of your teeth when it chooses. All this done by evolution. So I got a scripture here. And I got a scripture for all this stuff. Uh, but for evolution, I'm going to cite Romans chapter 1, verses 19 through 20. For what may be known about God is plain to them, because God has made it plain to them. For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his in eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen, being understood from his workmanship, his workmanship, so that men are without excuse. In other words, wherever we look around at what God has created, it should be evident to us that there is a God in heaven who created all this uh, body of life that we are looking at. But I'm going to cite here a 2019 Gallup poll. And I, this kind of shocked me. Only 40% of Americans believe that God created man in his present form. I, oh, just 40%. Another 33% believe that God guided evolution to create man. So they don't believe evolution happened by happenstance. They do believe in evolution, but they believe that God was behind that evolution to make its way from you know a single cell into the humans that we are, and, and not just humans, but frogs and cats and dogs and fish and lions and tigers and bears, right? Oh Even the straw man on the Wizard of Oz, right, had to be guided by something to be able to hang on that pole and talk to Dorothy in that great land. That was a movie, Marty. Oh, that was a movie. <laughs> I, I thought it was a documentary. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, not. Now, 22% believe man evolved without a god. But in 2021, 87% of Americans believe there is a God. So we got Americans that believe there is a God, but only 40% of them believe God was behind creating mankind and the life that we see around us. I just find that personally, of the five things that I cited, the most astounding, I, I think incredible, uh, unscientific, belief system that you can possibly have of the five things I've listed. And I know others uh, around here perhaps don't agree with me, but if you don't speak up, this is your, your chance. I hear nothing but dead silence. <laughs> All right. So crickets. All right. Climate change. Let's take a look at climate change. All right. Listen to this. And I, this is how far this goes back 50 years in 1972. The United Nations stated, we have just 10 years to stop this catastrophe. So that would be what? By 1982, we should all be dead. In 1982, because we were not all dead, the United Nations came out and updated us and said, if the climate problems were not fixed by the year 2000, the world would face an environmental catastrophe which will witness devastation as complete, as irreversible as any nuclear holocaust. 
Okay, that was supposed to happen in the year 2000. That did not happen. You By sure nine, they didn't just do like a really good job? I don't think they did a, you know, I, I <laughs> think they did. It. <laughs> yeah, they, they did their job. Now we're moving on to the next crisis. But see, Thank they, didn't, God for the they didn't think they did a good job because by 1989, I think they began to realize all this stuff, you know, uh, needs a bit more urgency to it. Uh, so in 1989, they said this, if we don't fix climate change by 1999, we would have a global disaster, nations wiped off the face of the earth and crop failures. I'm quoting, by the way, directly from the United Nations. All right, so 1999 came around and we're all still here, so they decided to update us again in 2004. Well, actually in 2004, our Pentagon, of all things, handed a secret report to President George W. Bush, and this was reported by the Guardian newspaper, and in this secret report handed to the president was that major European cities will be sunk beneath the rising seas. Britain will be plunged into a Siberian climate by 2020 and nuclear conflict, mega droughts, famine, widespread rioting will erupt across the world by 2020. All right. Well, we did see some riots in 2020, right? But and they are talking about food shortages and crop failures and rioting. But these days, it's not being caused by climate change. It's caused because Russia invaded Ukraine. Yeah. Or Biden. But, yeah. Or Biden or Putin. But right. you know, and, no one's really and, blaming climate change for the riots or the shortages that we're seeing now. Anyway, that was uh, in 2004. In 2007, the United Nations came out and said that. If there is not action before 2012, it's too late. All right. I remember that. Yeah. So if so it's it was too late, now. So if it was too late why are we still talking right. about it? We should right? all just be, yeah. yeah. All yeah. right. So, you know, they can't let that sit alone and be wrong. So in 2019, the United Nations said there's only 11 years left to prevent irreversible damage from climate change. So now they pushed it up to what 2030 yeah yeah and, and we really mean it this time and <laughs> and then uh what it was it 2021 uh obama one of the main proponents of it bought lake or what is it uh oceanside property yeah in florida <laughs> or something yeah. yeah 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 well he also bought something in like the hamptons or something like that that's right next to it, the uh what is it what, what, what's the body of water that... All right, the Atlantic the Ocean. ocean. The yeah, Atlantic yeah, ocean. the ocean. Right. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that's there. the thing that's rising. But yeah, it, and, and I, I watched on... Uh, shout out to Timcast. I watched on his show that if the ocean had risen five feet, most of his property had been gone. And they were talking right. uh, in these reports like the ocean was going to rise 10 feet in like just a few years. I'm sorry, I can't quote the actual statement that they made but they were uh speaking about the ocean level rising because of the climate change and it was going to happen shortly in 10 years something like that well they, they don't believe it i mean obviously this is all a political thing to you know right ruin first world countries that's right the and when thing. they talk about you know beachfront property is going to be underwater it's it hasn't you know since 1920 that water has you know hasn't even measurably gone up and we should be clear about one thing. What the left is talking about is not just climate change. I mean, climate's changed 
for, you know, since the earth was around, the climate has constantly changed to some extent. They're complaining about man-caused climate change, and it's a huge conceit. It's, it's a conceit, thinking that man is the major cause of climate change, and if he's a, if he's a cause at all, it's minor, very, 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 very minor, but the climate, climate the climate does change, it's going to change. So climate change per se is real. It's man-made climate change. That is. All right, like I said, I have a scripture for each one of these theories. And so I have one for climate change. It comes out of Genesis 8.22. As long as the earth endures, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall never cease. That's what God says. Translation, (laughs) the climate will change. What's that? Translation, the climate will change. That's what it means. Read it again, Marty. As long as the earth endures, sea time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall never cease. Right. So it's saying that the the earth will not change. Right. And and human beings certainly aren't going to change it. Right. What were you saying? No, as, as you read that, it's, it, you know, all those things, it's saying that it will never cease. So it's, there's going to be times of, of heat. There's going to be times of, of cold. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah gotcha. That's, that's all I was trying you. to say. It's, yeah. um, it's all. Hey, has anybody here noticed that, you know, a number of years ago, we weren't talking about climate change. We were talking about global warming, right? That's mm. what we were hearing. Right. They have s- since stopped using that word, global right. warming. Right. And it's. We now know why, right? Because because it's still getting cold. Because it still gets cold, and by expla- expanding it to climate change, they can now say, "Oh, that flood over there, right. climate change. That tornado, that climate change. That hurricane, yeah. climate drought. change. Yeah. Drought. You know, uh, anything can now fall under the umbrella of climate change." So that's just more evidence of the very unscientific hogwash that you're trying to push on people and the fact that they changed the terminology from global warming to now climate change. So they can now expand it to everything that they want to expand it to. How much more obvious can such a fallacy of a unscientific theory become than that? Anybody else got anything to say about climate change? Yeah. Well, one, one thing I'd like to point out is if they cared so much about climate change, change like they claim to, uh, then nuclear power wouldn't be such a taboo subject with them. And I, I think recently they had uh, started restricting some, some nuclear power plants. And that is by far the most efficient and cleanest source of energy we have available to the human race right now. Right Out of the entire history of, of nuclear power plants, there's been like three that have had an accident on them. And, and, and any other power source, there's been many, many, many more tragedies. So that's really a non-starter when you want to argue against a nuclear power plant. But other than that, you get a byproduct of water uh, and, and, unless you're actually cleaning the entire system out where you actually have some of that uh, minor uh, uh, nuclear waste. But that, that could still be buried in comparison to what uh, the emissions from a coal factory would do. I mean, it, it's just, it, it's if they take the only serious options that we have to fight what they say is a coming catastrophe and, 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 and take those options out, that means that they are not afraid 
that what they're saying is going to happen is actually going to happen. Right. Or they'd be pro-nuclear power. Yeah, they would be pro-nuclear power. They would be all about it, and they would certainly be trying to find other sources of it. Oh, I'm convinced the liberals don't really want you to solve their problems. They don't want to solve the problems. They don't want these problems to really go away. Right. So if somebody comes up with a solution to the problems that they're talking about, they're going to diss on it, and they're going to resist that solution to make sure it doesn't happen. And they're going to try to use it to their political advantage. If If a comet came straight at the earth and hit the earth today, somehow the left would find a way to make it further their agenda. And this term climate change, right? It, it's so vague, like you mentioned. I'll be honest, I don't even know what they mean totally when they say climate change. I don't even think that they know. And when we go back to 72, that was 50 years ago. That was the first statement that you quoted there. You know, you see fear-mongering. 10 years later, fear-mongering. 10 years later, fear-mongering. So every five or 10 years, every decade or so, it's this fear-mongering that the world is going to end. And at some point, you have to say, you know what? I'm not going to believe the UN. I'm not going to believe the Pentagon. I got to look for a true source, and that's God. And all of these things, I'm sure as we go to three, four, and five on your list, Marty, you'll give us scripture. But all of these top five items, these liberal delusional fantasies that we're talking about today, they contradict God and his character, his nature, and his word. And that's what they want to do. They want to say, no, uh, gender is not one man, one woman. That's not marriage. Uh, it's not only women who can who can uh, have a baby. It's men too. Uh, evolution that contradicts the Bible. So all these things are contradicting God and his nature. And that's what they want to do. And they want to throw these things at us. They want us to believe them at face value. And many people, I'm sure, if you ask someone on the streets, what is climate change? They would have no intelligible answer for you. Well, there's big money behind climate change, right? I believe. I mean, people are making money off this climate change thing. Okay. You know, it, another example of them not wanting to solve problems is that they railed and railed and railed against people who smoke tobacco, right? I mean, it's so horrible. It's evil. and People are dying from it. And then someone came up with this idea of vape pens, which has totally denuded the market of tobacco smokers and now they're panicking and now they got to get rid of the vape pens why because they want you back smoking cigarettes because of the taxes and the money they make off of it the gold mine they don't want to solve these problems they don't want to solve climate change so if somebody comes up with an idea a nuclear power plant perfect idea no that's dangerous let's get rid of it and you and i ali came up with this term called panic singling yeah they love to panic signal oh the world's going to come to an end if this particular thing happens and they panic signal about nuclear power plants yeah and i wanted to say that um the reason why they decided to call it climate change is so they could take credit for every time you go through a winter and think oh this winter's colder than last winter or this summer is hotter than last summer right they they, they want to be able to say see that's what we've been telling it, it you it always proves their point doesn't yeah it? it's climate change you know and panic singling is what they love to use for abortion right you know the poor mothers that are going to have to carry these babies for life uh, babies that they do not want children that they do not love so we have to be concerned about these mothers and the risks that they're going to take for their future if they have these babies and they constantly send out these panic singling moments, they're so good at it. The media picks up on it. Everybody's crying big sheds of tears 
over the mother and hopefully convince them to take their focus off of the baby that's being slaughtered. So in 1996, 1,360,000 abortions occurred in the United States. By 2017, that number had dropped to 862,000. They're losing the panic singling warfare out there because of the messages of people who stand up and make sure that their voices are heard and they are being heard and it is curtailing abortion. It's not laws that have done this. No laws have really come into effect to curtail abortion. It's been through grassroots efforts of patriots out there, people that believe in God, people who have faith, and what the Bible says about human life and going out and spreading that message. Here's the scripture verse for abortion. Jeremiah 1.5, God talking to Jeremiah. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I consecrated you. I have appointed you as a prophet to the nations. God's clearly saying that a fetus is a human being, not some flesh that is not that does not qualify for personhood. Um, anybody got a comment to say about it? I mean, is this one of the strangest, most bizarre? This occurred, what, 1972 as well, when abortion was made legal? I think one of the interesting things about abortion is how the left couches the whole debate, which is you're either pro-choice or anti-choice. It's, you know, pro. you never hear, oh, I'm pro-abortion. It's always, oh, I'm pro-choice. And yeah, because they don't like admitting that they like murdering little babies. Yeah, exactly. Oh, now the uh, the, the pro-abortionists want to come out and steal the word pro, pro-choice pro uh, because they know that are, are pro-life because they're claiming that us looking after the care of the mothers is a pro-life statement. Mm-hmm. So they're trying to take that phrase away from the pro-life movement and move it onto their movement. David, you got a comment. Uh, uh, Oh, this is really a lot about, to me, the whole argument, uh, taking away the biblical aspect is is one point of view. The left takes the, only the point of view of the, uh, the poor woman who didn't use birth control and got pregnant and now would have to spend the rest of her life raising a baby. I guarantee you, though, that if you can take the point of view from the standpoint of the baby, the baby doesn't want to be killed. If you look at it from the point of view of the baby, then it seems to me the whole abortion argument falls apart. Uh, it falls apart on the left, and it only makes sense to us in, in that way. And, and also, interestingly, science is catching up. Science is catching up because more and more, uh, earlier and earlier, children could be removed from the mothers and live and live apart from the mother, so the fetus is viable. It couldn't be viable if it weren't a human being. It couldn't be viable unless it had some kind of personhood. Uh, It's more than just a bunch of protoplasm because it can sustain life earlier and earlier, way earlier than Roe versus Wade talked about uh, when a a fetus was viable outside the mother. So science is caught up, and the left is really struggling with that. And I think that's what the Supreme Court's going to be 
looking at in the in the case coming right, up in June. That's going to be huge. And we guys, we live in a society where it's all geared around the individual. It's all geared around me. We're we're narcissists. Many people are. We don't realize it, but we take pictures of ourselves. We call them selfies. We post them on social media to get likes. It's all about us. And I believe it was Alyssa Milano who had two abortions. And she said those were two of the greatest decisions I made because without that, I wouldn't have had my career, my, my great illustrious acting career. I wouldn't at, be me. Right. So, and, and so that, that defines yeah, her. That's, that's sort of like a robber coming in and stealing everything you have, and then moving into the big house and saying, I support robbery because without that robbery, I would not be living in this grand house that I now live in, right? I mean, the logic is just utterly stupid. Yeah, and let me just take that a step further, Marty, because, you know, we're talking about men now who can become pregnant, you know, whatever whatever that means, whatever that looks like, however that happens in this, this liberal lunacy. But if we talk about liberal fantasies or, you know, maybe they're liberal nightmares at this point, but... If they're going to try to glorify men having babies, how does that coincide and, and how does that mesh with abortion, right? Why, why are we trying to have men have babies and get pregnant when we just want to kill our babies anyway? <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, makes, it makes no sense. Why go through all that trouble? I you guess know, the, the the ultimate. Well, no, we, they've they'll know they've really arrived when a man can have an abortion. Yeah, that's that's probably their <laughs> end game. That's going to be triumph. Yeah. Wow, the first man, first man they, to they have will, an abortion. Yeah, they oh, will right. glorify that. It'll be man. like the first black woman in the Supreme Court or something. Yeah, yeah. that person will be famous forever. Well, right. look, Mar Marty, let Go me ahead. just say, I just want to say one thing to our viewers here. You know, Marty shared a scripture from Jeremiah. That was God speaking to the prophet. But it's also a, a comment that can go for any of us, right? God right. God can speak that to any all of us. The context is him speaking to the prophet Jeremiah. But God did create all of us in, in our mother's womb. He knew every hair on her head. So if that's you right now, if you're thinking about an abortion, realize that God has a plan for that baby in your womb. And if you want to make a decision right now, please stop, think, pray about that. Realize that there's a plan for your baby. And if you don't want to have that baby and raise it yourself, someone else out there will. Because that baby can be the next president, the next teacher out there, the next actress. But, the, so, but somebody who God has a plan, he designed them for his purpose. Yeah, well, I can't see how anybody who could think that their life has any worth at all, like... If I'm thinking my life has worth to it, how could I ever consider abortion being a legitimate option? I mean, because it is life as soon as you have, as it was conceived, right? It, viability doesn't, doesn't mean that it's a child at that point, And that's what they like to argue. Oh, it has to live off the mother, right? There's a, there's a lot of old people that need uh, uh, life support to live, but still get it, or oxygen masks. Uh, but as soon as you conceive, conceived, you you are a person, right? And you have value. You are a living human being at that point, whether you make it all the way or not. You are a person at that point. David. And, and in my experience, every woman who got pregnant on purpose and wants to start a family and is, is raising the child and mothering the child all the way through the pregnancy. In my experience, every woman in that position thinks of her child as a person. That is a child. That's, that's a living person inside my body. 
it's only the the uh, women or, or girls that that don't want the baby that delude themselves into thinking it's merely a bit of protoplasm. Well, again, what but I was saying, it's a fantasy. Baby, I guarantee you they think of it as a real person. Yes. Yeah, they have a fantasy Thanks. that it's not real. Moving on. So gender identity or the concept that a boy is a girl or a girl is a boy. Now, when we talk about evolution, we were not there when God created mankind. We weren't there when he created the plants or the cattle or the fields or any of this stuff. We never saw it. But in this case, we can actually see whether a boy is a boy or a girl is a girl. So we have to exercise incredible fantasy in our head to not look at a human being and be able to look at the genitals and determine whether this is male or this is female. Here's the scripture verse for that, Genesis 5-2. He created them male and female and blessed them and named them mankind on the day they were created. So we have moved from, let's, if it's abortion back in 1972, right? There were no sonograms, I believe, at that point. You had to uh, have faith that inside of that pregnant mother, there is something that looks like a baby that's going to be born, but you still can't see it. You don't know, right? There's no evidence of it in your face. But here, there is clear evidence that a boy is a boy or the girl is a girl. This is the most bizarre fantasy that is trying to be pushed upon not only adults, but especially of young kids in the public schools, the very thing that Governor DeSantis is trying to stop in Florida and many other schools as well across the nation are trying to stop. So I rank this as probably one of the biggest, uh, perhaps my second biggest liberal fantasy theory that is permeating the world today. How about you guys? What do you think? What what amazes me is that they have to, or they are trying to change uh, everybody's perception of of what is real based off of uh, somebody who has a mental defect, right? I mean, these people who, if if I'm gonna if I'm believing the person, they believe that they're a girl made in inside a boy's body. That is a problem with their mind, right? Their body is not wrong their head is right there's something wrong with their with their right. mind it's the and software wanna, not the hardware right exactly yeah. so it's 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 not that the body is is, is wrong you, there's something happening inside your head now why would everybody else on earth have to change their definitions to fit somebody who isn't proper in the head well that you know that's that's a very good point now these are the same people by the way that make this argument that will poke fun at people who believe that the earth is flat, right? I mean, they constantly talk about the flat earth society type thinking that, oh, you believe the earth is flat, you can't see reality, you don't understand science, you're just making the fiction up because of what you want it to be. Take a look, the earth is not flat. And you go back to them and go, take a look, that boy has a penis, that girl has a vagina. And they'd be like, huh, what? No, that's not true. This boy is really a girl. So the, the whole argument is just so baffling and so mysterious. And I think, Michael, you're right. These are demented mindsets trying to push their dementia onto the American public and trying to not just convince us, but force us to agree with them 
under threat of, you know, being banned from different jobs and being banned from different platforms. David, you have a comment. It's even worse than that. It's worse than them, them wanting us to agree with them. They want us to celebrate the gender dysphoria, the gender dysphoria disorder that these people have. Their theory being that it's going to be healthier for these kids, but it's really worse for the rest of us. All right, so the, my last one, men giving birth to babies. All right, my scripture verse here is, comes from John 16, 21, in which Jesus said, a woman giving birth to a child has pain because her time has come. A woman, not a man. The Bible says it is a woman who gives birth to a baby. But that's not what the liberals want us to believe. They want us to have this fantasy that men can now give birth to babies because a girl, I guess, claims that she is a guy and takes some pills and changes her body or gets some surgery and all of a sudden this man or this girl, right? This girl is now a man. See, it gets so confusing, doesn't it? It's hard to follow the logic of it all. So this That's girl is not, not a liberal, man, Marty, yeah, so it, doesn't, it doesn't make uh, sense in your mind. Well, anyway. Uh, it's all biology denialism. Regardless <laughs> exactly. of how funny or how serious, however we want to look at these five things I brought up today, uh, we can laugh at it, but it, but it also has a serious connotation as we were just talking because people are now forcing us to agree with them. And Google this week, there's a big headline in the Daily News, uh, Daily Mail, called Google Goes Woke. I'm going to read to you why they came up with this headline. Google has launched an inclusive language function designed to avoid the use of politically incorrect words. Users typing landlord will see a warning that it may not be inclusive to all readers with the suggestion they should try property owner or proprietor instead. The word humankind is a suggestive alternative to what the online giant apparently sees as the controversial term mankind. Google has launched an inclusive function designed to avoid the use of, okay, use, apparently I double copy this. Uh, gender specific terms such as policeman or housewife should be replaced by police officers and stay at home spouse according to the new Google document style program. It is now being rolled out to what the firm calls enterprise level users. All right, so if you're sitting at home right now, you type those words in, unless you're an enterprise level user, you're not gonna see these suggestions from Google. Uh, but eventually after the testing, then you're gonna start seeing when you type in a Google search, Google correcting you as to how you should speak, which I call gay speak, because all of this comes from the gay movement, and they want you to start gay speaking. They want you to start using gay speaking words when you type in a search engine. Now, at first, of course, they're gonna recommend the correct word, but how long before Google then says, we're not gonna allow you to search you, we will not recognize these politically incorrect words in the search engine. And you can almost see that coming. And how, how much further can it go where people are now injecting and forcing you? This is like forcing you to use their words. 
Yeah, and, and, and they're doing it in a situation where there's no chance of you offending anybody. You're not searching, you're not calling somebody up and asking uh, Lady Google to look for <laughs> policemen. You're typing it on a computer where there is no person, no feelings, no acknowledgement from anybody that it is actually happening. So this is strictly for you in your head. They are trying to correct you in your head that's right on, on on the terms that you are using yeah it's scary i mean that's that's really really deep indoctrination right there because the more that we get corrected the more it's going to come out in our speech when we're actually speaking and the more it's going to come out as we interact and we refer to people so this is this is a scary thing that you're bringing up here marty yeah because they're conditioning your mind that at first you know in a privacy of your own home like michael is saying you're not defending anybody on your search result you know, I don't think some Google engineer or employee over there is looking at your search request and going, oh, my God, he used the word policeman. It should be police officer. They don't, I don't think they even see it. Uh, but to condition you, telling you bad word, bad word, bad word, bad word. Then when you go out in the public, you're going to think twice because you don't know if that person behind the counter has been indoctrinated into the new way to say policeman, it's police officer, or... This other one, this is this crazy one of uh, housewife, stay-at-home spouse, you know. How, how do you dress someone? You know, this is my stay-at-home spouse. <laughs> we used to have um, responsible, deliberative bodies, authorities on these things, and they were called like the Oxford English Dictionary, and they were called Merriam-Webster, and they were called the Encyclopedia Britannica, the World Book, whatever, and where people would really think about these things and really talk about them. But Google has usurped all of that because they, now, they, they have the power to control the way we talk now. And it has only taken them a couple of years to start just flagrantly abusing it. If you can control people's language, you control their thoughts. That's the idea yep. behind it. Mm -hmm. and yeah. It works. Mind manipulation. And we saw the conditioning with the mass, right? The mass started, what, two years ago? And now they've lifted mask mandates and you still go outside, you go to a store and people are still wearing the mask. Why? Because someone told them they had to wear a mask. They forced them to wear a mask. They were mandated. And now they've been conditioned that mask good, no mask bad. They saw the pretty lady on the local TV station tell them they had to wear a mask. Yeah, actually, I think the mask, the people that are still wearing it now, it's their version of the mega hat. You know, yeah. Trump supporters had a mega hat on. They had nothing. They don't want to put on a Biden hat, so they put on the mask. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's their political statement. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's uh, kind of where we're at, where we're going. And we came up with, jokingly, a solution to all of this uh, before we came on the air. And we realized that Elon Musk just bought Twitter by putting up Tesla as collateral. And we're now thinking that if Elon Musk puts Twitter up as collateral, he can buy Google or Facebook. That makes sense to me, right? Or, you know, once you buy Facebook, put yeah, I heard Facebook that's what's up to happen. buy Google. Yeah. You heard that's what's going to happen. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to buy Facebook. And Elon say, Musk. Yeah, we should tweet that. We won't get censored. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's a wrap for us today at Shout Out Patriots. I appreciate everybody who joined us, either by video or by audio. I would like you to go to Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button. 
so that you're sure to get notifications when we come out with new episodes. We try to come out with them every week, but we are all very busy here, and sometimes a weekly schedule doesn't work for us. But uh, for the last uh, 26 weeks, we've been kind of holding true. I think we only missed two weeks out of those 26 weeks. Uh, so if you enjoy our show and you want to support the Voices of Patriots, I encourage you to go to Apple Podcasts and hit the subscribe button and help us get our numbers up and help us get our reach up. And we thank you for joining us and we look forward to seeing you again in another week. Bye-bye. Now.